Hello, Docalos. We thank you very much for joining us on this episode of The Documenteers, the podcast about documentaries. I'm your host, Bob Sham, and each week, myself and a pal discuss and playfully judge a documentary. And this week, Stuart steps up for his first episode of 2019, and we discuss a classic. Not really a classic, but the classic, the film that started it all, the film that predates the cinema term of documentary and best of all it's available for a bunch of nothing on youtube come back with us marty back almost a hundred years as we tackle robert j flaherty's monumental and controversial film nanook of the north we follow nanook around the belcher islands up in north quebec watch him hunt watch him snuggle watch him bite a record watch him build an igloo an enlightening film that is also a little bit put on we got more deets on that within the episode. But let me tell you that next week on the podcast, we will be dropping our very first G-rated episode of The Documenteers because we have a very special guest. Lexi, my niece, actually she's my little cousin, but I feel more like an uncle than a cousin, will be here in the Shamco Studios as we discuss a bona fide kids documentary that happens to be one of the most successful documentaries ever we are going to be discussing the luke jacquet directed morgan freeman narrated 2005 film march of the penguins we got to keep it clean folks so let's get all our shits and wieners and pussies out during this episode because next week will be the one the whole family can enjoy next week right here on the documenteers let's get this week going I don't think Stuart was drunk or on horse tranquilizers during this discussion. I can't be too sure about that. This is a weird one by my standards, which might seem like a strange thing to say if you've listened to a lot of episodes. But let's get on with it. Let's discuss Nanook of the North by Robert J. Flaherty on YouTube. com. Keep on docking. Here is a motion picture film. A thousand feet. 16,000 separate photographs. Let's tidy up this tangle of film by putting it on a reel. happy 2019 did you have a good new year's oh yeah i love this new year can't wait for another new year after this one though well 2020 where you hope yeah i really love 2020s where you hope there's some momentum towards something different no i just i just really like saying 2020 2020 y'all ever watched 2020 what is that hugh downs barbara walters who are these people john stossel they did uh, that john show. stewart the daily show i love the daily show yeah yeah it's pretty good <laughs> Stuart, we're talking about, we're going way in the way back machine on this one. The movie we're discussing is almost 100 years old. Wow. We've kind of kept it pretty modern with a lot of our movies in year one. Yeah. But I think in year two, we're going to be going back a little bit. I actually had a question. Sure. Why was this movie black and white? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, 
I assume your next question is how come there were no people weren't talking too, right? Uh, no, I have another question before that. It's just the filmmaking technology they had. Also, uh, who's uh, who's this for? That's my second question. Who is this for? Nerds, for one. People who are really into f- cinema history. The person who directed this movie, Robert J. Flaherty. Is he related to Paul Flaherty? I don't know. Maybe he's a descendant. Maybe Paul's a descendant. Who's Paul Flaherty? Uh, he plays the dad on Freaks and Geeks. Wow. Really delving in with the deep cut pop culture. He's a famous Canadian actor. And now, the term documentary wasn't coined around this movie, which was a very popular movie. This movie is the first successful feature-length documentary. So, what you what you telling me is about an Eskimo, right? Yeah, though I hear that word is supposed to not be good. Oh, really? What are you supposed to say? Inuit. Uh, so it's about an Inuit, isn't it? And I think this tribe in particular is Itavimuit. 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 I think that's how you say it. I love how you say that. You love how I say that shit? Yes. Yeah, you like that in a mini bit? <laughs> Just it, say it that. It. <laughs> Keep saying it. Yeah, you like that in a mimuit? I like how when you say it, it sounds different every time. This is a black and white movie. This is a one camera movie. This is before the term documentary was introduced into the film cinema landscape. That actually wouldn't happen until Robert Flaherty's second movie, Moana, which is about a rite of passage in a Polynesian community. That Disney movie. Moana. I don't know if there's any relation. They must be related. Maybe they're cousin movies. <laughs> if you went to film school, you probably saw this shit. Yeah, I th- actually, I remember in film school now they're saying you can have cousin movies, uncle movies. It's a real thing. Uh, Nanook of the North by Robert J. Flaherty, shot from 1919 to 1920, released in 1922, Stuart. This movie's old. Uh... Yeah, I guess so. When you put it that way. Have you ever seen this movie before? Oh, yeah. I loved it. Yeah? What's your favorite part? Just right off the top of your head, name something you really like. I like at the beginning of the movie where they're like, we were making this movie and then we burned it. Robert Flaherty, there's a little backstory. This guy comes from, his dad was one too. He's like an ore miner. Where they would go somewhere and look for precious gems and minerals and collect them. Yeah. Flattery would go on to marry like a wealthy woman who I assume is like propping up his like ore shit. And so he found himself a lot uh, in uh, North Canada, even snowier parts of Canada. I think it's the uh, Belcher Islands or the Belcher region. He shot some footage at this Inuit tribe and he didn't like the footage. It apparently all caught fire because he was smoking a cigarette and he lit all his shit on fire. Stupid fucking white man. Yeah, it was his own damn fault. that he should... <laughs> But he had an edit copy, which he didn't like. It was too scattered. He wanted a narrative. So he went back and actually shot with this dude you who know, he called Nanook. But that wasn't his real name. This is like a common thing. You see this at the beginning of movies all the time where they're like, I made this movie. I've screwed up the first version of this movie that was actually a lot better i'm sorry <laughs> but you're gonna like it because i did a third version that's better than the second version that's what you're watching right now so i don't know why i'm telling you about this other it's a good point but this is a golden age of film he didn't know not to over explain himself up top you know i thought that's i mean the golden age of film that's what we were all supposed to aspire to i thought i mean that's why george lucas uh keeps redoing his movie we just mean like golden age meaning early days not like where we're trying to get to what no i think this is where we're trying to get to (laughs) this is where we're trying to get to i don't think people will go to the theater very much 
Yeah, I mean, you know, at the beginning of the Star Wars movies, there's a bunch of words, just like this movie. They slow it down so you can read the words easier, which this movie doesn't do. It, it Those words do move pretty quickly. So I think that's an improvement. You're supposed to read a paragraph in like 10 seconds. Yeah, it's really... Maybe some can. But also, it's a silent movie, so it's kind of like jerky a little bit. Yeah, I was the whole time I'm watching the movie, I was jerking. I was actually like <laughs> bouncing back and forth, like I was on a train. Oh, bouncing back. Oh, right. I mean, I thought maybe I thought maybe jerking it. Like, I mean, one of Nanook's wives, Nyla, not too bad looking. So I thought maybe you might have jerked it there. What? What it's hard saying? to tell in like a grainy sepia oh, tone. I see what you're doing. Oh, I'm oh. you're doing that horn dog thing oh, you always do again. I am so sorry. You gotta get your mind out of the gutter. You're you right. leave that with Drew when you're talking to Drew on his episodes. You guys are talking about your sports glad handing backroom whispers, butt patting and stuff like that they do in sports. We go to the Yungava area, I think that's what it's called. East Hudson Bay. Scenic. What a beauty. Every time you see text pop up like that old silent movie text yeah that's flaherty talking that's flaherty's voice it's all flaherty he's flaherty he's laying the drama thick every time words pop up he's often he's talking about the the immense danger that everyone's in yeah well it seems really dangerous uh there's that shark a shark you mean a walrus right yeah that's what i meant a walrus maybe that grain that grainy uh that old film made it hard to tell it looked like a walrus yeah, the walrus. Yeah, it was a walrus. They also said it was a walrus. But this is an area that Flaherty explains is as large as England with less than 300 people. And there's a dude named Nanook. He's an Inuit. And Flaherty is following Nanook. This is about, this is an educational film about Nanook and his life in the harsh Canadian so wilderness. In the 20s, this would be like in place of like English 101, you'd watch Nanook because it's educational. Yeah, I think so. I've heard people say that they've watched this in like an anthropological sense. Oh. Also, as people who listen to the documentaries know, I will pull some clips of the things we talk about. There's really nothing to pull here. I guess I'll play some of the score. I guess I would just play the score. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Let's play a little bit of that right now. Oh, I love this score. Pretty good. So we get some introductions. We meet Nanook. We meet Nyla, his wife, the smiling one. But they're all climbing out of a kayak. Like Nanook pulls up in a kayak and then he gets out and it's like a clown car kayak where suddenly kids and a couple of wives are popping out of this kayak. Oh, I love that part because I was thinking like, when is this going to end? When are they going to? Oh, my God. Uh, I think even some dogs were in there. They were pulling puppies out of the kayak. Yeah, there was a, a small uh, beagle hound. They were huskies. It's like look like Snoopy or something. No, no, they were huskies. Oh, maybe so. I don't know if a beagle would make it too well up there. They just popped right out like a like a Super Mario Brothers style. He has another wife who's named Kunayoyu. Remember Kunayoyu, right? Oh yeah, I like when they go to that trading post. Oh, the white man's trading post. Yeah, yeah, that's a good part. The big igloo, as Flaherty describes it. No, I think that's from uh, Nanook. What? The big igloo. Sometimes Nanook's in there, and he's like, "Hey, something smells fishy here." I'm gonna keep going. 
We probably saw a different edit. The version I saw, there's a the Nook shows up sometimes. The Nook is mostly in this. Oh, well, then maybe we saw the same version. He goes to a white man's trading post, and Whitey has something called a gramophone, an early record player. Oh, yeah. Cranking. For eating. Cranking. That's for eating. Stupid fucking white man. Flaherty's camera at this time was a crank camera. You had to, like, turn it to make films. Like the old Model T's, right? Crank, crank, crank. Crank it. Nanook is super impressed with this gramophone, and he, like, tries to bite into it. It's meant to be a very comical scene. We see some Inuit kids eating lard. One of the mothers is feeding the kid castor oil. I think it's because maybe the kid ate too much lard. <laughs> we see uh, Nanook spear hunting and fishing, and he pulls out a fish and he bites the fish to death. Oh man, that was the coolest part. Then you get some hot news on some walrus action. They all hop into like a fleet of kayaks. Yeah, they these get the speedboats. There were no speedboats. They were going pretty fast though. That's true. I think the film also is slightly accelerated, like those old timey films, you know? Yeah. And then Nick's uh, smoking that cigarette. I don't remember him smoking that cigarette. No, yeah, he was. He was you were probably looking away. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're I'm maybe taking a note or something. But they get to the walrus and there's like walruses on the shore. You see Nanook crawling towards the walrus. The walrus see what's up and they run towards the water. And Nanook throws a harpoon. It takes a long time, but we see a prompt co- words come up. Remember Flaherty's voice that says, the walrus is the tiger of the north. They can weigh up to two tons. They point out that another walrus attempts to rescue. It's hard to see. You maybe see another form in the water, like come back, but it's hard to tell exactly what's going on. But according to Flaherty, another walrus attempts to rescue the walrus, but no dice. It sounds like bullshit. Bullshit, eh? Right. Kind of, it could be. Like he's just making it up. We're going to get into something here. It's I, like Flaherty's just like riffing. He's like, I'm just making stuff up. I think happening. Buddy, you're not far off. We're going to get into it. If Flaherty does get flowery with his text. He, he describes when winter comes, he describes the sun, the brass ball of sun, a mockery in the sky in the cold winter days. And we see some seal hunting with some harpoons. Love uh, it. Nanook standing atop some tall jutting ice. I can't wait for igloo time. We see Nanook crawl towards a fox trap. He actually pulls a fox from the hole. And I thought this fox was dead, but they just tied it up. And like one of the kids was like teasing the fox while the fox was trying to snap at the kid's face. Mm-hmm. That's when Flaherty's got a thing that says, don't eat the yellow snow. That's some great advice. Don't eat the yellow snow. You know, uh, Frank Zappa is a descendant of Robert Flaherty. What? Because <laughs> he had that song. Watch out where the huskies go. Don't you eat that yellow snow. Uh, I mean, he had a thousand songs, but there was that one song. And my mama cried. Stuart, it's igloo time. This is probably one of the most interesting parts of the movie to me. You remember this part, the igloo? Oh, uh, yeah, man. That Why don't igloo, you take us through the igloo? Well, so there they are. They're, like, uh, going in the igloo, and then it cuts inside the igloo, and there you see, like, there's all kinds of cool stuff in there. Shiloh's in there. Shiloh? The smiling one. Oh, right, right. Nyla, the hot one. Shot, I mean, Nyla. And, uh, I don't know, it looks like they're just hanging just real chill. <laughs> Real chill spot. This was pretty fascinating because you have to get deep into the snow where it's really packed to get the good building snow. Yeah, you got to get deep in there. You got to go real deep. You got to go way deep. You got to keep going further than you think. Harder and faster, too. I don't know about that. I'm sorry. 
Dude's always taking it there. It's Nyla. She's fly. Oh, you're into her? Yeah. Oh, man. That's got a little crush. A schoolboy crush. Yeah. You think she's still alive? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, the igloo is completed within the hour, but one more thing is needed. And this was really cool. He cuts a hole out of the igloo. He goes and he cuts some ice, like clear ice, not snow. And he makes a window with a brick of ice. And then, but out of the snow that he cut out of the igloo side, he props it on the side so that the sun will reflect off the snow and through the window to make it brighter inside the igloo. This guy's a real Bill Nye. This guy's crushing it. I mean, he's an Inuit. Uh, that's how it is. It's the Canadian uh, willpower. Nothing stops them. And they load up the family. It's really easy to kind of fly through this. Nanook is teaching his kid the bow and arrow. Yeah, kid wants to yeah. be, according to the text, a great hunter like his father. Kid's got polar bear toys, and they explain how the igloo temperature must stay below freezing. Okay, keep your igloo low. That's right. Keep it cold. Keep it proper. And in, in the morning, they're putting on their clothes, and Nyla explains that Nyla has to chew Nanook's boots to soften them because they're made from seal skin, and that skin will stiffen overnight. Yep, Skittles will stiffen overnight. And then they see the, the mother rubbing her nose with the baby, as they call Eskimo kisses, right? Yep, Eskimo kisses. Or Inuit rubs. Oh, yeah, Inuit rubs. That's what they call them now, to mm -hmm. be uh, more uh, tolerant and understanding. They explain that the seal skin has to be stashed away from the huskies mm -hmm. because the dogs will just eat it because seal is fucking delicious, apparently. I didn't know that. Have you ever had any? No. Have you? No, I don't eat meat. Are you going to try it? Because you eat meat. Man, I don't know. I need to. I feel like I need to eat less meat, not add more. You to got, the no, you, no, you got to eat more because I eat less. <laughs> is that how that works? Yeah. I'm giving you all my old meat. I might have some old seal. Don't. It's in the freezer. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Which is like... I used to have a cousin who was an Inuit. Wait, you got a cousin who's an Inuit? Yeah, Freddie. Does that make you like any uh, little Inuit? No, he's by marriage. Okay. My other cousin married an Inuit, Freddie. The best thing about having seal in your freezer? Yeah. You don't have to thaw it. That's a natural habitat. I know, yeah. So people love it. Just dive right in. Yeah, I just tell people when they come over, I'm like, just lick my freezer. <laughs> Just lick it. Just lick the freezer. Nanook and some homies go to hunt the big seal. This guy's getting jerked around on the ice. Talk about this part where this guy's hunting the big seal. Oh, yeah. This is one hole. of the best parts because uh, the guy, he's like, he's on the ice and there's a seal and it's like so real. Just you can feel the the uh, the hunt. Let me ask you a question. And uh, I'm, I was just like, wow. I need to ask you a question. Yeah. Did you watch this movie? Yeah. Did you watch this movie? Yeah. Do you remember the fox scene? He's right. saying he has beagles and sharks. I think I probably just saw a different edit than you did or something. Cause, uh, Is the edit only shown on the backside of your eyelids? What are you talking about? You fell asleep in this movie, didn't you? I mean, I was watching it. How long is your edit? It was a pretty short movie, as I remember. Well, well, this isn't a shorties episode. Really? We're doing, this is a full episode. Oh, really? Yeah. You remember the big seal hunt? The guy was getting jerked around on the line. Sounds like something that I probably uh, glazed over. Maybe because sometimes I'm, I'm, you know, you know, <laughs> so deep in the notes that I'm taking that I just don't notice. Uh, now that I recall, exactly. I recall you a text from me saying this movie is boring. Capital A F. Uh what did I say that? You might have said it. No, I really liked it. I thought it was you liked it. Yeah. Okay. Well, Nanu comes to help, and they pull this. <laughs> Fat ass seal out of a hole. Yeah, of course. 
they clean the seal. We see uh, a lot of that and then some growling husky shots. Talk about how blubber they use as butter. Flubber. Or blutter. Why don't they just call it blutter? Or flubber. They're going to lose bl- use blubber as butter. Just call it blutter. Oh, yeah. Bu- blubber butter. This is, seems like a product that maybe we can roll out. Blood, blutter. Bl- blutter. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't eat any of that. We see dogs fucking for a second. What? Do you remember when the dogs, it was just a very brief second. They were like on top of each other. What is it? It could have just been a display. It's a very anthropological natural For education. Yeah, yeah. In the 20s. People had to know about that in the 20s, how things work. Like uh, this, the Nook was like the first podcast. The thing about early podcasts is that they were silent podcasts. (laughs) Well, the movie winds down. And it's back to bed, nighttime. There's shots of the dogs bundled, and Nanook sleeps. And then it says, Tiamak, which means the end. Oh, yeah. What a great ending, too. Wow. What a real, what a great movie. We all learned it was so sincere, except Stuart. Nanook is a real person in the Itavimuits tribe. I hope I'm saying that right. I say everything wrong all the time. But Nanook's That's name was. That's why we love you. I wish people would say that more. I like email me, just be like, I love it when you get everything wrong. <laughs> Nanook's real name was Ala Karialik. Ala Karialik. A L L A K A R I A L L A K. You did it. But I won't try. <laughs> try. But Flaherty, I guess, called him Nanook because it was easier to just say, I suppose. Also, get this Nyla, the smiling one, and Koneyoyun. Those weren't his real wives. In fact, Nyla was fucking Flaherty at the time. What? The director, yeah. Because he saw that she was pretty fine. Were they in love? Maybe. Did they get married? Maybe they were in love, but she got pregnant and he bailed on her when the project was done. What? And pretty much abandoned her. So uh, his unrequited love. Well, I think he just ghosted her, basically. So what you're really telling me is that this movie's a romance. Yeah, it's pretty romantic. Romantic. And Nyla's name was like Alice too. It wasn't even Nyla, and we don't even know who the other what the other woman's name was. Also, well, like that just... scene where their Nanook is like fascinated with the gramophone. He knew what a gramophone was. He'd seen it before. He'd seen it at Trading Post before. He was just pantomiming. He was just putting it on because Flaherty wanted him to pretend like he didn't know what it was. That ain't cool. Nanook, why would you do that? I keep calling him Nanook because it is easier to say. But his name is Alakariolak. Hey, Alakariolak. Let's call him Allah. Alak. Let's call him Alak because that's his real name. I'm just going to call him his full name, Alakariolak. 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 That sounds Alakariolak. That sounds good. Alakariolak. Alakariolak. Listen, you got to just be true to yourself, man. Stop trying to be like... A, a fake Inuit, you know, just be like a real Inuit. But he was real. I think he was just super into being on camera. Also, he hunted with guns, but when they were going to go hunt the walruses and the seals, Flaherty insisted that they use spears. But here's the thing. All the hunting scenes, all the wild game in this movie is 100% real. Like, they really are killing walruses and seals and capturing foxes. The thing is, if Alok was allowed to use a gun... That walrus and seal probably would have not have died such a slow death. Ooh. Y'all didn't see his face, but he made that face where you like you grit your teeth and the corners of your mouth oh. go out far, like yeah. 
awkward, right? Well, it's worse than awkward. Yeah, because you're not, a, you don't eat the meat. So. Yeah, I don't really condone torturing animals. Yeah, it's pretty harsh. Also, the igloo scene, which was cool. The director then realized yeah. that, wait a minute, not a lot of light gets into an igloo. I can't really shoot anything on this 1920 camera. So they build a three, like a dome igloo with an open area so what? light can get in. Are you telling me that was a fake igloo? It, <laughs> we, the igloo we saw was real, or I saw it, because I have a feeling you really did not see the past 10 minutes of this movie. No, I did. I saw it. It's a real igloo. <laughs> it was a real igloo, Stuart, but they couldn't shoot inside the real igloo, so they make some like rewalled igloo and pretend what where the light came in, and then they pretended they were in the real igloo that they built, but they weren't. They were in this like bullshit. I rock. call shenanigans. First documentary ever made in the twenties. Clean it up. First full feature length. First full feature length. Thank you. Thank there, you for there are actually me. short docs that we might get to that were made in the 19th century that are like six seconds long. Well, thank you for putting that in my mind and, and adding that notion. And they're only six seconds, so you should be able to make it through these. Six second documentaries? Yeah, yeah. What a, what a time to be alive. <laughs> Just Google Lumineer Brothers and uh, uh, you'll get a lot of them. I don't know how to do that. Can I ask Jeeves? So, yeah, when we see them laying down for bed, it's like in the middle of the day. Because that's when the light is. Damn. So they're like in an igloo pretending like it's nighttime. But if you just see that there is natural light going on, then it's pretty obvious that that's a prop igloo. But these people really were these people living in this environment. Flaherty, he was in this area capturing this footage. Flaherty's playing us for a fool. Flaherty's fucking around with us, man. He's like, everyone's near death. Meanwhile, they're... Fat on blubber, just eating all the blubber they want. Eating all the lard. Eating all the lard and blubber and dipping it in castor oil and rubbing it all over themselves. Did you ever read that book, Blubber? I think it was a Judy Bloom book. No, I, went, I read uh, Where the Red Blubber Grows. Oh, that one's sad. It was a sad ending. Yeah, I mean, it was sad. It old Blubber. Me. Have you read Old Blubber? <laughs> <laughs> the Hungry Blutter Pillar. <laughs> what a fucking weird episode this is. <laughs> You didn't watch this fucking movie. I did. <laughs> you, you fell asleep, you fuckhead. <laughs> We're trying to get into history here. Fix it in the edit. With, oh, just add in some uh, cue cards like Flaherty would. Just use Flaherty as a jumping it, off point. A po- you mean like put up words on a podcast? Just change my name to uh, Freddy or something. I'll I'll get my cousin Freddy in here or something. <laughs> I'll call him right now. Hold on. Uh, Freddy? Oh, yeah. uh, I tricked you. Oh, I've been Freddy like for years. You're Freddy? Yeah. My Inuit cousin? I didn't want to break it to you this way. but it says, uh, that it was the first commercially successful feature-length documentary film. So does that mean that there were unsuccessful feature-length documentaries before this that we just don't know about because they didn't make any money? Bef- uh, before this, a lot of what we could consider documentaries or documentation of human acts were really just kind of like experiments to see if like camera development was working Ooh, like the, the train arrives yeah that'd be yeah. a great shorty there's one in like in the late 19th century of just people coming out of a factory oh that'd be a great one to review and there's the one by, lots of yeah we oh dude we're gonna do it we should just review everything out of the plan right we should review commercials too we'll do a patreon commercial ears we could do uh infomercials for what sham wow <laughs> <sighs> <laughs>
Who fucking invented the ShamWow? I thought like, you seriously. Did. I thought it was something. Shut up! Weird. No, it wasn't. Oh, I'm gonna look this up right now. I'm <laughs> sick of this shit. They're taking your good name and rubbing it in dirt. Where's the ShamWow guy? Vince Shlomi. <laughs> that sounds like an alias of yours. <laughs> Offer Shlomi, better known as Vince Offer, Vince Shlomi. That's what the name you use when you check into hotels. Vince Shlomi. This fucking Shlomi. I thought he died. I think Billy Mays was the guy that died. Um, but seriously, whoever invented the ShamWow can fucking go to hell. Every time I tell someone my last name. ShamWow. Like, ShamWow. ShamWow. <laughs> You'll be saying wow every time you use this towel. <laughs> Vince Offer. ShamWow. He's a cool dude. Oh, he's a comedian. Who to thunk? He's pretty funny. Sham Wow. Fucking Sham. He's in the Adam Sandler movie Jack and Jill. He is. Of course he is. You're a, you're a Sandler fanatic. Jack and Jill is the movie where Adam Sandler plays himself and his sister, which I think is kind of genius. That motherfucker, the Sham Wow. Sham Wow. Oh, I love that Sham Wow. You'll be saying Wow every time you use this towel. Dude, what does a Sham Wow even look like? Uh, it's like a mop, right? It's like a chamois. It's like a towel. It's like a sponge. Not sure, but I, I love it. It looks like a towel. Whenever I see it, it reminds me of you. Sham Wow. I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, I think the Sham Wow guy uh, got his tongue bit and was handcuffed to a radiator. What? Yeah. Really? I think so. It's an accident waiting to happen. Yeah, I changed my mind. This guy's cool. Sham Wow. I told you, right? You'll be saying wow. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> anyway, Stuart, we don't rate in a star rating scale. Stars are bullshit. Right. We rate in a Herzog rating scale. You're going to give this one through five Herzogs. I'm going to give this one through five Herzogs. And then we are going to combine our Herzogs for best out of 10 Herzogs. What did you think of this film, Nanook of the North? By Robert J. Flaherty. I'm going to give it all Herzogs. What? I'm going to use all Herzogs. You're giving this five Herzogs? No, I'm going to use uh, all Herzogs to rate it. All that's left in the world? There's a limited <laughs> supply. Don't you feel like that's greedy? No, I'm just one. I mean, you're just giving it one Herzog? Because <laughs> uh, I get it. You're going to give it one Herzog for every 10 minutes you made it through this movie. <laughs> you know, I just think, uh, you know, it could have been better. You know, all the stuff you said. That I didn't, you know, I mean, <laughs> what? He seemed mad. I mean, no, no, go on. Just, you know, I mean, if, if he, if he, if he'd done something more with a blubber and focused on that a little more. <laughs> Shut the fuck, you're so full of shit. No, what, I mean, what do you mean? I mean, just, you know, I like to, but pardon the boat. <laughs> what did you want? What, what do you want That's him it. to, what do you want him to do with the blubber? <laughs> uh, nothing really. I mean, and blutter. I mean, you know, I as I I told you, you know, I know a bit about uh, about this kind of thing, and one very good. You're so full of shit, dude. Uh, you know, I mean, it's no. Uh, I I pronounce you Chuck and Larry. I mean, that's a classic. <laughs> you know, I am surprised. It took like this long for someone to not watch the movie that we discussed, though. I, like, I'm kind of surprised it didn't happen sooner. You no, know, I I was. I was watching uh, Don't Mess with the Zohan, and then I was like, well, now I'm going to watch Nanook uh, or whatever. You you had to stop Don't Mess with the Zohan. <laughs> Very different movie. <laughs> and then I started watching Nanook, you know, and it was, I don't know, it was a little late, I'm, I'll admit. And, uh, well, I woke up and uh, startled. <laughs> and but, it was morning. And No, Nanook was still playing, and I woke up and I fell asleep. Have you seen the new Adam, Sam, uh, Adam Sandler Netflix Adam special. Almost said Sandberg. I admit. Have you seen the new Adam Sandler special? 100% fresh. No, is it good? 
Have you not watched it? Have you watched it? Yes. And it's really good? It is. I, I laughed a lot. Angela and I watched it. We really liked it. Really? I'm surprised you didn't. I'm surprised you haven't seen it because, folks, if y'all don't know, Stuart loves some Adam Sandler. He's He has a weird obsession with Adam Sandler. Well, I think his films directed by Dennis Duggan are the best. You know, those are the ones you want to see. Uh, Grown Ups 2, Jack and Jill. What about Grown Ups 1? Grown Ups 1. Okay. Click. Don't mess with the Zohan. He didn't do Click. Big Daddy. The Big Little, Daddy's great. Who did Little Nicky? That one might be one of my favorites. That's a good question. I don't know. I'm not up to date on all the directors. But he works with a lot of great directors. Uh, Dennis Duggan, of course, we all know. Rob Schneider. Of course, he also did Happy Gilmore, Dennis yeah. Duggan. But wa- watch the watch the Adam Sandler special. I think you'll like it, for real. That's not a joke. I'm, it's a real recommendation. This episode's a joke, but that recommendation is serious. What are you talking serious. about? We did a great job reviewing the Nook. Uh, one Herzog. Is this correct? All right, I'll give it one more. You give me the eyes. <laughs> all right, two. You give it Nanook of the North, two Herzogs. for all the blubber, and one more for... Inventing documentaries. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> well, you're very generous. Well, there is a lot of put-ons in this movie, but the but the attitude of the, at least the actor who was playing Nanook, I mean, it really was him. It was just making him, calling him a different name. But you really got, it really felt like the person who was Nanook was very sincere, like very into being on the camera. And there was stuff that they did that is a part of the Inuit lifestyle. And as hard as it might be for some people to watch the hunting scenes, there was something to learn here. Like the igloo building scene, you do get to watch them build an igloo. And that is a legitimately educational, fascinating experience. Mm -hmm. I think I might have gone like four and a quarter, but because you went so low, I'm just going to go five because I think it does deserve at least seven out of ten Herzogs total. So I'm going to go five for Nanook of the North. All right, see yourself. Combine it with your two Herzogs, and that brings it to seven out of ten for Nanook of the North by Robert J. Flaherty. Glad we don't have to watch that again. Folks, go to documenteerspodcast.com for all things documenteers. Get on the message board, leave us a tweet. If there's a message board, but you can leave comments somewhere on there. Uh, if if you can't get our, into our message board, uh, go to imdb.com. <laughs> yeah. Leave messages on the movies we review. We'll read this. Yeah, yeah. Keep on docking. Or just say, hey, Bobby and Stuart. Uh, hey, Bobby and Stuart, <laughs> what's up? We will see it. But go to documentierspodcast.com. You can see where we are on the interwebs. Connect with us all through all the shit. Call us on our uh, FaceTime, whatever you want. Don't FaceTime. Don't FaceTime us. What? We can schedule a Skype. If look, for, look for me and Bobby on Snapchat. I'm not on Snapchat. Are you on Snapchat? Yeah, I started us a Snapchat. A documentary Snapchat? Yeah, it's just called Bobby and Stuart, the best the co-host best team <laughs> on documentaries. Why don't you start Snapchatting? A, you should start a documentary Snapchat. You run it, okay? I mean, whatever you I want. I have, to like I said, and uh, anyone can reach us there. It's uh, at Snap. snap uh, Snap dog. Was everything you said the title? Was it is it snap dog or is it a uh, snap uh snap dog? Sorry, I wrote it down the back of an envelope. Hold on, say say it say it again. Uh, I wrote it down the back of an envelope. It's a different envelope, though, not the one I'm holding right now. Oh, okay. Uh, at Snapchat, are you writing down what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't have. I have the wrong thing written down. I yeah, have, I have at uh, at Snapchat. <laughs> so check us out there. At uh, at Snapchat.
Yeah, I mean, also, uh, you know, we'll be there on Bing. You can use uh, Bing to search for us. Uh, check out my Vine. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what? It seemed like people really liked Vines. The company bought them and buried the Vines. The stockholders demanded uh, they sell the Vine, make some Vine money. Amen. Liquidate the Vine. You want to smoke some Vines, man? Oh, hell. Oh, oh. You know, it's legal in Massachusetts. Now. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to go to. I got family up there. We should go. There's only two two towns, though, that have it currently. <laughs> One of them is like on the border, like on the border um, with Rhode Island, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but apparently it's like two hours or more. I think it starts with an waiting. A. I can't remember. Yeah. Smoke vines. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for floaters, dude. Hanging in your eyes. At least a glaucoma. All right, folks, uh, com Manuka of the North is 7 out of 10 Herzog. Merry after New Year's. Keep on docking. I drank all the ginger ale that was sitting around here. We're not even talking about this shit anymore. <laughs> Where's my ginger ale? You must have left in your bedroom. Where's my ginger ale? Hold on. Hi, it's Vince with Sham Wow. You'll be saying wow every time you use this towel. It's like a chamois, it's like a towel, it's like a sponge. A regular towel doesn't work wet. This works wet or dry. This is for the house, the car, the boat. The RV. ShamWow holds 12 times its weight in liquid. Look at this. It just does the work. Why do you want to work twice as hard? Doesn't trip. Doesn't make a mess. Wring it out. You wash it in the washing machine. Made in Germany. You know the Germans always make good stuff. Here's some cola. Wine, coffee, cola, head stains. Not only is the damage going to be on top. There's your mildew. That is going to smell. Look at this. Put on the spill. Turn it over. Without even putting any pressure, 50% of the cola right there. You following me, camera guy? The other 50%... The color starts to come up. No one is-